Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're uh, hope you're enjoying this Thursday night game. This is uh, this is actually a pretty pretty fun game, especially if you're uh, if you're a Dolphins fan. We apologize for hitting you guys late, but uh, you know sometimes life happens. I escaped week two with my ACLs intact, but if you can hear from the voice, I am a little under the weather. And believe it or not, Kevin does actually have a, a new child that he has helped raising in this world. So schedule is a little screwy this week. We're gonna we're gonna try and bang this out as quick as we can. I don't think Kev has left that podcast chair since last night. If you were not following along with the DFS Degen Nation podcast, please subscribe over there. Those guys do an awesome job with that. And uh, Kev, let's just jump right into it, man. We're going to talk about our starts and sits for week three. And again, if you're if you're checking us out for the first time, we really appreciate it. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, review, do all that for us. We really appreciate it. If you are new to the show, we're going to talk about some sits that are within like the the top, you know, for a quarterback and tight end, we're going to talk about the top 12 for running back and wide receiver. We're looking at like the top 24. So maybe some non-obvious starts and sits. And then obviously the starts are going to be outside of that. So going to jump right into it. I'll start off with the quarterback. I'm going back to the well that I went to last week with my sits and I'm going to talk, I'm going to sit Deshaun Watson again talked about him last week like I said I think he depending on your scoring he was basically a a back end QB2 obviously not what you're looking for whenever you're uh, starting Deshaun Watson but looking at him he is being pressured the third most amongst quarterbacks he has the league worst NFL passer rating when he's being pressured and the Steelers are pressuring at the league's highest rate. They're like blitzing on the league's highest rate. So not not a not a fan of Watson again this week. Kev, do you have any guys who are in that that top 12-ish range, that QB1 range, who you are debating on sitting this week, or at least you're pumping the brakes on? No, no. Uh not really. I I mean, if we're talking about just my rankings, no. I mean, I I don't think there's really anybody. I think there's actually a lot of guys that people if people need to stream a quarterback uh this week that i think there's a lot of options that are probably widely available for people and especially guys that i've kind of come on to late uh you know after kind of doing the dfs uh research and everything else for the week like one like i think daniel jones is is, is a smash play this week um you know I, I really like daniel jones this week they get a great matchup now against san francisco who is just thrashed right their defense is toast right now i mean they lost um you know, uh, Nick Bosa, they lost Alma Thomas, R- Richard Sherman is out. Like, they have so many pieces that are hurt right now. And so, like, before, like, you know, I think heading into this week, you know, or prior to, you probably have been like, no, I'm not playing Daniel Jones going against the Giants, which I understand that. But th- this, this 49, or going against 49ers, this 49ers defense isn't the same defense anymore. So, I really like uh, Daniel Jones this week. Uh, and I think that, you know, um, if you're a, you know, we'll get to that, you know, with Darius Slayton, but I think him and probably even Golden Tate are, are guys that people really should be looking at playing this week. But I like Daniel Jones. I think Mitchell Trubisky is somebody that you can play going on the road against Atlanta. Their, their, their past defense is absolutely atrocious. We've seen in the last two weeks. Obviously, he's not Russell Wilson. He's not um, Dak Prescott. But I think this offense can kind of, uh, I think this could end up being kind of a, a shootout um, in a sense. And, you know, I know Allen Robinson really hasn't produced on the level that we've kind of been looking for, but I think overall, like I, th- I think that both of those guys are two guys that are probably widely available on waiver wires that uh, I would be looking to actually play this week. 
So, and I think I think another one, at least as a start, I should say, would be like Carson Wentz. I think a lot of I've seen a lot of people down on Carson Wentz. Right? Uh, people are saying, you know, is he cooked? I'm like, what? Like it's been two weeks. Like people are like acting like he's like the monsters came and took all of his, his ability. Right? Like it's just it was a rough two first two weeks, but like. This is the matchup. This is the nut spot to get going, right? You get to, you get the Bengals. I think this is the week that you could really play him comedy. But I think there's a lot of people that aren't going to be playing him. And I know a lot of people probably have dropped him because he hasn't produced very much. And I know people went out and wanted to rush out and grab Gardner Minshew, who at the moment, you know, we could be looking at Gardner. You know, we hopefully maybe we get some garbage time success for people. But right now, it's not looking good for Gardner Minshew this week. Um, I don't even think he's. He, I'm not watching the game currently, so I don't know. I don't think he's. I, when I came up here, he hadn't scored a touchdown yet because James Robinson's the one that got the end zone. So he just missed a wide open. Uh, I think it was Chris Conley shrieking, it, shrieking down the sideline, just completely missed him wide okay. open. Nobody around. If you would have said Keelan Cole, I'd have been real upset. But <laughs> but anyway, so I think I think people who own Carson Wentz should be starting him with with confidence this week. Uh, I have him as a QB one. Um, again, you can find our rankings over at thefantasyauthority.com um, right there on the homepage, uh, and you can uh, check out our rankings. But I think for me, th- those guys are guys that I really uh, are, I'm looking to play. Yeah, uh, just two more that I'll throw in there. Uh, also with a Trubisky call as well. But uh, Matt Stafford, he's currently, I think, Fantasy Pro's consensus like 15 or 16 or something. I think you can fire him up against the Cardinals. And then Ryan Tannehill also kind of that mid QB two, but the Vikings have the, the sixth worth PFF coverage grade and they're allowing the fourth highest QB rating against them. So, and obviously they just lost another piece on that defense with, uh, with Anthony Barr out for the year. So Tannehill is another streamer that I think you can, you can confidently play this week. We're going to keep moving right along here. We're going to head over to the running back before we jump into, it looks like we got a question from our guy, Philip wants to know, and a, and a timely question at that, David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, James White, or Mike Davis? Kev, just uh, with, obviously you did the, the DFS prep. What, what How are you guys looking at Mike Davis? Obviously, I'm sure his salary is low, so you guys looked into Mike Davis, but how, what, are, what are your overall thoughts on, just on him as a, as a play in general this week? I think he's a bit of a trap. This this Charger defense that they're going to be facing is really good, like elite level. Like we just saw what they did to the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs were barely able to win that game. That and this defense is is for real. And I think that for me, the way that I see this game going is I feel like this is a much more ball control type game. I think this is a game where they take the ball out of Justin Herbert's hands. I felt like last week they had to do that. They were playing the Chiefs. They knew that they were going to have to score points. And, and they weren't going to be able to rely as much. And I think that's why they threw the ball as much as they did with Justin Herbert, which we saw Justin Herbert was capable of. But I think in this game, I don't think they're going to have to do that. I think their defense is good enough to keep them going. And so for me, I, I don't love Mike Davis. Um, I know a lot of people are going to want to play him. I, I'm, I think he's a trap. And at least for this week against this defense, um, you know, could he could he find himself with you know six receptions for fifty yards? Sure, um, you know, a little dump off stuff like that. But I'm not banking on it um, in this situation. Uh, it, I, I would play David Montgomery. Yeah, I agree. I think he is the uh, he is the the safe play. We have another running back question: Todd Gurley or David Montgomery? 
So that's tough because I mean, Todd Gurley has not looked very good this year. I mean, he, well, he just hasn't, you know, they, they've just thrown the ball. Um, he's not getting a ton of opportunities. I'd probably go David Montgomery, you know. Um, I, the thing that scares me is that if they fall behind and that he gets game scripted out of the game. But, uh, you know, they, they were willing to use him a little bit in the, in the passing game last week. So, you know, Tariq Cohen really hasn't been used as a pass catcher much uh, so far this year, which has been a little bit surprising. So I, I would go David Montgomery. Yeah, yeah, like you said, as, as long as he doesn't get scripted out. And even I don't see him completely riding the bench, even if they do fall behind. And that that Falcons offense is kind of it, – it's not until their back is against the wall. Julio's dealing with that hamstring injury, so maybe the, the Bears can hang a little bit before that game gets out of hand, if it does. Uh, Blue Crew Chep acquired Davis off of waivers. Should he use him as a trade piece? Has Kamara, Drake, Gordon, Moss, Joshua Kelly. What would you be looking to get back from Mike Davis in, in that sort of trade? Obviously, with the, with the running backs that the Blue Crew has, not going to be starting Davis unless he unless there's an injury to one of those other guys. But even if so, I think it's going to take two injuries before Mike Davis cracks that. Um what what would you what would you be looking for? Because there's obviously going to be a lot of running back hungry teams out there. Would you be targeting like uh like maybe like an Anthony Miller, somebody along those lines? What what do you think you could get in return for someone who you just got off of waivers? So the what you should probably try to do is package him with somebody and especially to a team that had Saquon Barkley or a team that had Christian or mainly Christian McCaffrey because the the you know guys like especially the Christian McCaffrey owner because that guy is way more valuable to him than it is to you um and so I, I would look to see what they have. I mean, you're not going to be able to get like, uh, I, at least I wouldn't think you're not going to be able to get like a massive haul back. But I think if you packaged him with somebody, I don't know, let's say a Zach Moss or something like that, who Zach Moss may not even play this week because he has missed the last two practices with a, a toe injury. You know, maybe package for something. Yeah, Anthony Miller probably be somewhere in the range of, uh, of a guy that you could look for um, to acquire. Maybe a Michael Gallup. Or something like that, where who hasn't really produced guys that you're trying to buy low on for, for people. You know, it would really just depend on what that what that uh, team has, what those two teams have. If you know, was the Saquon Barkley owner were they able to acquire you know Devonta Freeman or something like that? And you know, then you're probably not gonna you know you're not you're not gonna have much opportunity there. But the whoever the Christian McCaffrey owner is would be the guy that I would probably look to you see what he has to make a trade with. But yeah, I, I would definitely be looking to move him. Yep, I, I agree as well, especially with the running backs that, that you have there, Blue Crew. All right, so let's jump into the start and sits for week three at the running back position here. Uh, my starts, I'll, I'll start off on a good note this time. Uh, the guys I'm going to be starting, actually someone Blue Crew just mentioned, Joshua Kelly. I think you can fire him up. Uh, obviously going up against uh, the the Panthers this week, I, I do believe, Um Yes, so, so the Panthers are giving up the most fantasy points per game to running backs. They're giving up the six most rushing yards. And with with Kelly and Eckler, both of them are in the top 10 in the NFL for, for running back carries right now. They both have the same amount. I think they both have 35 carries as it stands today. So both those guys are going to get plenty of opportunity. Joshua Kelly is, I think he's being ranked right now as an RB3. If we, we were having this, this this discussion earlier in the TFA chat, right, where we, we were kind of debating whether or not Joshua Kelly is actually good or not. But when someone's getting 18 to 22 carries per week, the talent really doesn't matter 
at that point. We, we want to chase volume. We want to chase opportunity. And Joshua Kelly is getting that. So he's one of my starts this week. The other one I'm going to bring to the table, again, opportunity base, is Jarek McKinnon. Obviously, I, I don't think there's any reason for Raheem Mosa to play this week. Uh, Coleman has already been ruled out. So we're, we're going to kind of finally get to see, <clears throat> excuse me, two years later, what Shani envisioned for McKinnon whenever they went and gave him that, what was it, four years, $30 million contract when they initially signed him. I think that's been uh, restructured since. But we're going to finally get to see two years later what what that offense was going to look like whenever they gave him that contract. So McKinnon, obviously, we know what he can be when he's healthy. Hopefully he can make it through this game healthy. But he's someone who, if if you picked him up off of waivers, I think you can throw him in the flex spot this week going up against the Giants. Uh, Kev, what about your starts that are outside the top 24 consensus rankings this week? I think there's some different places you can go. Um uh, you know, obviously this or this week the, the kind of big games that you want to target, uh, or not. I should, I'm talking like it's DFS target, but uh, you know the big games this week is the Seattle games, the Arizona game. Both those games have uh, like uh, 56 and a half for the Seattle game, 55 uh, and a half totals for Arizona, and then the Baltimore Kansas City game is 55 and a half as well. Um, those are kind of the big totals for the week. So I mean, at running back. This week, I, I well, I could I was gonna say James Robinson, but obviously that's not fair. But I had James Robinson as an RB one this week at eleven. But for me, like, I think Antonio Gibson is definitely somebody that that I would want to play as a flex option. I think he's in play there. Um, you know, the the defense that they are facing this week doesn't really scare me all that much. Um, Daryl Henderson, especially, which it looks like he's going to be the starter, right? Uh, as of now, I mean, there's nobody else. I don't even know if Cam Akers is actually going to play this week. Uh, I know there was some talk about it, but and, and and then you also have Malcolm Brown, who had surgery on on a, on a finger. Which, if he did, I doubt he plays all that much at all. I know they they get the bills, but um, I think they can get him going. At, you know, at least as a pass catcher, at the very least. Um, <clears throat> You know, and like I said, like guys that I would avoid 100% would be Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones, like he's done. He's dust. Uh, the opportunity never came, right? We hoped that last week, uh, one of these weeks, that he would have went off and we would have got an opportunity to sell on him. And that opportunity's not coming. Um, he looks like he's done, especially with the big game that Leonard Fournette just had. I don't see how they go back to Ronald Jones. Is Ronald Jones going to get some opportunities? Sure. But is he going to be the lead back anymore? No. And so, which is kind of, you know, poetic justice for us because we were completely against Ronald Jones all offseason and uh, he still never fired. So I totally agree on the Jarek McKinnon call. Uh, I think that he is somebody at the very least is a flex option, especially in PPR formats. This is, that's a great matchup for him. Like I said, against the Giants, I think this game, the thing that scares me with with the Giants more so than anything is Nick Mullins because Nick Mullins looked completely terrible. I know in the past we've seen some Nick, Mull- uh, Nick Mullins and he's looked decent, but uh, he did not look very good last week. I know he came in on short rest, but I think Jarek McKinnon is definitely in play uh, as a guy that I'd want to play. Um, you know, some other guys that I'd be afraid of is Naheem Hines. This isn't really a great matchup for them unless unless you think the Jets can all of a sudden get their offense going, which I would not count on that at one bit. And so if you can't, then uh, I, I don't I don't think you can play. I think it's really tough to trust Naheem Hines this week. They're not going to have to throw the ball very much. Uh, I think they feed Jonathan Taylor. I have Jonathan Taylor as an I can number two or number three this week overall 
Um, I love Jonathan Taylor this week. And then I think DeAndre Swift is also a really sneaky flex option. He's been getting a lot of work as a pass catcher in that backfield. And in this matchup, and that, that's kind of where I was leading to, is I felt like with him, I think that this is a great matchup going against Arizona. The Arizona defense still isn't very good. I know they've... They, you could, you could, uh, the last couple of weeks they haven't given up a bunch of points, but they really haven't played like two explosive offenses yet either. Um, and I honestly think like this is a great bounce. Like, I again, like you mentioned, Matt Stafford, like a lot of people have dropped Matt Stafford because he, Matt Stafford, has not been what we thought he was, but they, they lost Kenny Galladay, so now we get Kenny Galladay back in the offense, and that is going to be so huge for this entire offense to really kind of think, get things going and start going in the positive direction. And I think DeAndre Swift is the pass catching back here, and this is going to be a shootout which Vegas believes that it is. I think you can play DeAndre Swift pretty confidently as an RB3 this week. For uh, for, for my sits, I'll, I'll just rattle these off quickly before we move on to wide receiver. But the, the these are just strictly matchup-based. David Johnson and Melvin Gordon. I know Gordon had the, uh, what was it, like 70 rushing yards. He had that touchdown, uh, the, the receiving touchdown last week, which made his fantasy points and his day look better than it was. But if you were watching that game, Melvin Gordon lined up on the outside and ran like an end zone fade. That might be the the first and the last time we ever see Melvin Gordon line up basically at X receiver and run an end zone fade, get a target and catch it for the, for, for the touchdown reception. So uh, with, with, with that matchup going up against Tampa, Again, that that's a that's a tough run defense. I know their their fantasy points against don't look great right now, but they are seventh. <clears throat> they are seventh in rush DVOA, and then David Johnson going up against the Steelers. That I mean, again, that that defense is for real. We we were wondering going into the year, were they going to be able to keep up their level of play? The Steelers defense that is. With what they with what they did last year, so far they've been doing that. I think the the Steelers are giving up like the third or fourth fewest fantasy points per game to the running back position. So those are two guys who I would probably sit and think about starting some of the flex options that we have been talking about so far. So let's just move right on to wide receiver. Same thing starts and sits. We had a couple of questions. Here's one from Philip. He needs two of these: Cooks, Slayton, Robinson, Thielen. They got a a Robin Slayton. You going Thielen there? Yeah, hundred percent. The the amount of targets that man sees, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's Robinson and Thielen. I want to play Slayton. That that which uh, is hard for me because I really 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 like Slayton this week without Sterling Shepard in the lineup. And, you know, we already talked about, and that's kind of somebody who I was going to talk about would be a great bounce back spot for him after that monster week one. Uh, I love, love Darius Slayton this week, but I cannot play him over um, Adam Thielen or Allen Robinson. Would you, if that were a case where you needed like a more of a boom bust, would you think about going Slayton over Thielen? Or are you just plugging Thielen in there no matter you what? You could, but I mean, I honestly feel like that that Thielen is much more of a boom, right? I mean, he so if you look at his numbers through the first two weeks, so I mean, he's playing 100 percent of the snaps, but he, he has a 33.3 percent target share, which is third in the league. He's third in air yards, you know, second in deep targets. Like he is that that entire offense in terms of you know, uh, and through the passing game. I mean, so yeah, uh, you just can't sit a guy who's going to get that kind of opportunity. Thought I thought I would get you there. 
Uh, Philip also uh, lost McCaffrey and Sutton, ended up trading uh, DJ Moore and Hawkinson for Thielen and Robinson. What are you? Uh, any any thoughts on there? Do you? Uh, we we had CJ in the chat who thinks that's easily the the DJ Moore side. Uh, how, any any feelings? How do you think about that trade and how that's going to play out? It it is it is worth noting that uh, he also has Jonu and Noah Fant at tight end. So obviously losing Hawkinson was not a not a big deal there. Like I said, had the had the injuries to Sutton and McCaffrey, so he got bit by that injury bug in week two. The only thing that's tough about the stuff about it is the fact that Christian McCaffrey is coming back. Um, he should be back in probably you know what's four to six weeks. Obviously, the, the tough part in redraft is we don't have time to wait that 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 kind of time period. So it really depends on what yep. you needed. The only thing I would have questioned is why we didn't with you know why would you have traded McCaffrey and not have, not have acquired another running back unless the rest unless his other running backs are stacked. I know they they listen. No, it didn't trade didn't trade McCaffrey. It was DJ Moore and Hawkinson for Thielen. Oh, okay, and okay, I read that wrong. I was thinking he said McCaffrey and then those other guys. Okay. Oh, then yeah. Oh, hell yeah. He crushed yeah. it then. He crushed the trade. Yeah. yeah. Adam Thielen and Allen Robinson for those two. Oh, absolutely. Sorry. My bad. Uh, I read that wrong. Um, yeah. Sorry. Didn't get much sleep last night. Three hours. Uh, yeah. DJ DJ Moore and Hawkinson. Oh, yeah. Thielen, Adam Thielen and Allen Robinson for DJ Moore. Absolutely slayed that trade. All right. So wide receiver starts, sits. Uh, when, I, when I was looking over at the at – the, consensus rankings for wide receiver there weren't a lot that jumped out to me as as really avoids i think if you're looking at robert woods he was like a, a top 12 top top 16 play i believe in, the, in fantasy pros consensus rankings this week he is playing 64 percent of his snaps on the outside and that matchup with buffalo means he should be seeing a lot of Tredavious white so this might you're you're probably not going to start completely set him but i would pump the brakes on woods this week this might be one of those games where it's more of a cup game since they're basically flip-flopped cup's gonna be running a lot more of his uh his snaps and his routes out of the out of the slot and then the other one he was he was on the edge of the top 24 but i just have to bring up why is aj green ranked as a as a top 25 top 26 option this dude has 22 targets on the year. It's tied for fifth most in, in the NFL among just a, across the board. So at anyone who's seen a target, tied for the fifth most, he has eight catches and 80 yards on those 22 targets. He is the only pass-catching catch, pass option with 20 or more targets to have single-digit catches, and he's the only wide receiver, again, among with with – with at least 20 targets that has less than a hundred yards, the only one. And then if you take that down to 15 targets, I believe he's one of four pass catchers that has less than a hundred yards with 15 or more targets. I just don't understand why he's being ranked so highly with, uh, with that matchup against, against Philly should be seeing a lot of Darius slay. So that, that, that was just one that I, I did not understand. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to look at your rankings, Kev. I'm not sure where you have AJ green, but those two, like I said, there, there weren't a lot that jumped out to me that were, that were must sits or, you know, really guys I would be staying away from when it comes to the wide receiver position in week three. Uh, Do you have any guys who you are fading or pumping the brakes on in that top 24? 
I like Michael Gallup, but there is some concern. On the DJ and Pod last night, we were talking about this, and he's somebody that I really like. They brought up that um, uh, Diggs, uh, Seattle, Seattle's corner, is, is one of their best, is, is uh, a pretty solid corner, and they, they don't really switch sides, and neither does Dallas. That like He pretty much plays on his side, and it's a really tough matchup, where CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper have great matchups, the corners that they're going to be seeing in this matchup. So Michael Gallup is somebody that maybe, which hasn't really popped yet. I think the time is coming. I think it could happen this game, but I, I can see where people People could be a little bit hesitant to fire him up this week because of how he's played. And so if you had some other options, um, you know, I think other guys like maybe possibly Will Fuller, as long as he plays like, I like, the, again, this is a really tough matchup against a really good secondary for this, for this team. Um, but I, for me, there's a lot of guys that I really want to play that are, you know, Russell Gage has has continually a guy that we 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 hyped over the off season has continually played very well. Julio Jones does look like he's pretty banged up. I mentioned Golden Tate, who is somebody that that was likely pretty available for people because he didn't hasn't really done a whole lot so far to start the year. Uh, he was hurt and then you know he came back, but now with Sterling Shepard out on IR, like this is great for Golden Tate. And Golden Tate, I think, is a, a great wide receiver three slash flex option this week. I absolutely love him. I think that you can play um, with. Sounds like with Michael Thomas out, I think Traquan Smith is, is, is a nice play there. He 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 played pretty well against the Raiders. I think what he had eighty yards receiving, I believe, is what is what he ended up with last week. Um, a guy that. Not a lot of hype I, I'm not really seeing. Um, but K.J. Hamler, Penn State, right? Penn State alum there, uh, Cody. But he had seven targets last week quietly. And he actually outsnapped Jerry Judy last week as well. No Cortland Sutton. They're going to be playing from behind. They're going to have to throw the ball. We know he's very dynamic. Rookie. You know, we didn't get a whole lot of talk about him because he was in, you know, I think I believe he got injured a little bit over training camp. So there wasn't a lot of hype about him at all. But like he's somebody that could really pop in this offense. No Corlin Sutton. They're going to have to throw the ball to somebody. I, I, I like Jerry Judy as well. But I think KJ Hamler, he's available everywhere, like 100%, right? Uh, he, so for me, if he's available, I would be running out. If you had a, a roster spot that you could that you could part with, like I would want to add him because I think that he could be somebody that, that could at least be a solid flex option in certain matchups. I know it's tough trusting him with what Jeff Driscoll and now Blake Bortles, who they signed um, officially, until Drew Locke comes back. But you know. Like I said, if they can if they can get him in space and utilize him in the correct way, like I think KJ Hamler is pretty interesting. And if he's going to get seven, eight, nine targets every single game, uh, I, I think he's a must add right now. Yeah, man, uh, I had I had the same thought when I was looking at the the consensus rankings and the wide receivers. There are so many guys who I really like this week that I was just like struggling trying to narrow down the the list that I wanted to talk about. But we, we already touched on Darius Slayton a little bit. Again, you, you, you've already talked about it, even with Golden Tate and why you think he's a good play. Uh, you touched on Mitchell Trubisky earlier whenever we were talking about the quarterbacks. So for those reasons, I also like Anthony Miller. I mean, the Falcons are giving up the fifth most receptions and the second most uh, yards to wide receivers. So I think you can go there as, as well with uh, with – pairing you know Trubisky with Miller if uh, if, you, if you needed to do that uh and then you were talking about Traquan and Michael Thomas well it looks like we might not have Devontae Adams after he has he has missed two practices in a row 
with, with hamstring injuries. And apparently that was something he was dealing with going into that week. That, that that's obviously something that you're not going to want to mess around with any kind of soft tissue injury, but especially hamstrings for wide receivers. So Alan Lazard and MVS, both those guys become, become strong plays going up against new Orleans and a, and a defense that just got sliced and diced by none other than Derek Carr, who went for like 285 and three touchdowns or something like that. Uh, and you know, they they were they, they almost looked unstoppable. They they kept the ball away from the Saints and they just kept they were they were almost doing whatever they wanted. Now obviously most of that damage was done with Darren Waller, but with, with the way that Aaron Rodgers has looked and that offense has looked, I would definitely be firing up Lazard and MBS. Um I, I wouldn't start both of them, but both of them are strong plays this week. And then another guy, the uh the the post hype sleeper. I think we can look toward uh, Nikhil Harry this week. Uh, he's tied with Edelman for, for targets with 18. The next closest is Demir Bird with nine. So both those guys are doubling up the next closest uh, pass catcher in that offense. Cam looks good, man. Healthy Cam Newton is a lot of fun to watch. He just almost put up 400 yards on Seattle last week. So I would uh, – Nikhil Harry is another name that, like, if you, if you're in a deeper league or if you need to, you know, pull somebody up off of waivers in order to just start and and play this week, I think you can look at Nikhil Harry. So we we have a a, a timely question from who, who is this? Roby, Roby Joffreys. Who Kev? If if you were rostering both MVS and Lazard and you can only play one, which one are you going to roll with? Like I said, I, I think they're both in play, especially even, even if Devontae Adams plays, I think he's going to be limited. I don't think he plays. That's two practices in a row that he's missed and been limited to, to rehab work. But if you had to pick one of these guys to play, would you feel more confident with one over the other? I think they're both pretty close. I don't think one really stands out over the other, but if I had to make a decision, gun to my head, I'd go MVS. I just think he's a little more explosive and somebody that could probably – you know, bring in a long touchdown. This is this should be a game that that's back and forth. There should be some high scoring. I think the big, the biggest beneficiary, as we know, without Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Jones, or without Aaron Rodgers, without uh, Devontae Adams is Aaron Jones. Uh, Aaron Jones crushes without Devontae Adams because he gets so much more pat. He gets becomes so much more involved in the passing game. So, um, but I, if I had to make a decision, it would be MVS. Yeah, I I, I haven't looked at the. Uh at their deep targets to see who's getting, who's getting more of those or their air yards or anything like that. But it, it does seem in terms of usage from what I've seen that MVS is that, is that downfield threat. Uh, before we move on to tight end, uh, we, we have a question from Nuremberger soccer in the YouTube chat. Where do you think Gibson is ranked in terms of, you know, RB one, RB two or, or flex? I'm not sure if he if this is meant for this week or just our our general outlook. Uh, for for me for this week, oh no, I think Gasecki just went down. Um, I think for this week, you can you could probably look at Gibson as a as an RB two, but I would feel more comfortable with Gibson as a as a, as a flex play personally. His his usage is ticking up, but like that just doesn't seem like an offense where you're going to be able to 
to rely on him in terms of controlling a game. You know what I mean? To, to be able to get a, a boatload of carries after Peyton Barber had what, like 17 carries week one. I think he only had, he only played one snap and had one carry last week. So I, that is trending toward Gibson, but in terms of where, where I would feel comfortable locking him in for rest of season flex play for this week, I think you can look at him as an RB two. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I have him at uh, RB twenty two this week. Uh, so yeah, I have him as a RB two, and then I also think, um, I think moving forward, I think you can. At least, I think at the very least, he's a flex option. Yeah, like you said, I think he has RB two upside. So, I, yeah, I'm happy they, uh, and I hope they continue to not give Peyton Barber the ball because Peyton Barber is just a guy. Oh, and to answer your question, by the way, on the Marcus Valdez Scantling and Alan Lazard conversation, Alan Lazard. Uh, has played 86% of the snaps. Uh, he only has nine targets. Um, he's 45th in air yards, and he is also 28th in deep targets. He has two deep targets, and he's getting a 12.7% target share. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has 13 targets, but he is also 12th in air yards, and he's fifth in, or he's fourth overall in deep targets with five so and he's he's getting a eighteen percent target share with a twenty percent red zone usage as well. So he's also wow. ran more routes. Um, he's got more. Uh, so yeah, that that red zone usage surprises me. Everything else kind of like I said that that makes sense. That's kind of how I've I've seen the games play out. But the the red zone usage is is a little surprising to me. Uh, we we have a question from Rios in the YouTube chat. I can't believe we're at this point. But it's not crazy, though, because let me ask you something. I think Deontay Johnson is the Steelers' wide receiver one, and I don't think that's hot. And so this is a really tough question because I absolutely love Deontay Johnson in this matchup. And Joe Mixon has looked like Joe Mixon, just like last year where he started off really slow. Um, so this is tough. This is not an easy question. I have Joe Mixon ranked as like a middle of the road RB two this week against Philadelphia. Like Philadelphia is getting their defense back, uh, their their front seven is is coming back. Um, they added um, uh, Brandon Graham and um, well, I can't think of his other name. Um, anyway, Hargrave uh, back. Uh, their secondary is really strong, and so I think this is a uh, you know a defense that I wouldn't want to necessarily play Joe Mixon against. So I'd go Deontay Johnson. I, I can't I can't bail yet. I gotta I gotta rock with Nixon and, and the and the guaranteed touches. Even though he, he hasn't looked great, he's still getting what is it like fifteen carries at least. It the hopefully last week showed Zach Taylor that he doesn't need to roll out Giovanni Bernard as the pass catching back whenever Mixon had four catches for forty yards and I think Gio had like five for like twenty four or just something absolutely pathetic. So hopefully we see that passing usage. And I think the their routes ran were relatively close. I think Geo edged him out a little bit, but I, I think they were they were close enough that it wasn't that big of a of a disparity. I I gotta go with the with with the guaranteed touches and the guaranteed volume there. So, I, it, it I, is, I, but I guess. As as Robbie would say though, I guess you start your studs right, and that what you're and that the and that what you're supposed to and that, and how that's supposed to work. <laughs> I'm not saying that. 
I'm saying go with the with the guaranteed volume. That's all I'm saying. All right, man. Let's uh, let's 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 wrap this up. If you're rocking with us on YouTube or Periscope or Facebook, and if you have any questions, go ahead and drop them in now. We're going to talk about tight ends, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll get to your questions whenever we go to wrap this up. Uh, it was kind of the same way for me with tight end when I was looking at guys. Like, there's not really anybody in the in the top twelve consensus rankings right now that I'm looking at and thinking that like I I need to find a a different option for. Uh, just to, to give you guys an idea of what that looks like, it's obviously Kelsey, Andrews, Ernst at the top, Higby, Henry, Waller, Cook, Goddard, Smith, Hawk, Hurst, and Noah Fant at a at tight end 12. Kittle looks like he's not going to be – I mean, I, I guess he's going to try to play. I don't really see any reason for, for, it, for them to rush him back. It really doesn't make sense to me. I would I would expect him to be extremely limited, even if he does play. So I probably wouldn't rank him within my top twelve uh, tight ends. Finally, getting some respect on the name for your guy Johnu Smith, but he's he's still a little bit low. Like I said, he's there at at, a, at tight end nine. Some guys outside of the top twelve who who I think you could you could probably just uh, if if you're looking to. I guess stream the tight end position. Uh, Some guys that are outside the top 12 consensus rankings, Logan Thomas for, for Washington. I think you can look at him. Obviously those, the targets are going to be super concentrated in that offense between McLaurin Sims and Logan Thomas. And he's, he's been looking pretty good early on. I think he had nine targets again last week. Um, Do you want to know? So Logan, Logan Thomas was going to be the guy I was going to talk about. Um, since you got to him, let's go ahead and talk about it. So on Do the season, it. this is Logan Thomas, right? Logan Thomas is seventh in routes run, which when we talk about tight ends, is like the most one of the most important stats you can look at in terms of tight ends because um, so he is seventh in routes run. He is third in targets among all tight ends. He his, he has a twenty seven percent target share. That's second in the league. That's up there with wide receivers, right? He has fourth in air yards, third in deep targets. Like it's all there for Logan Thomas, right? Like, lo- like I have Logan Thomas. I think at tight end six or tight end seven. Uh, right now, he is tight end sixteen, according to Fantasy Pros consensus ranking. So, you are you are definitely leading leading the field on that one. Um, are there are there any guys, any other guys for you, Kev, that are sitting outside that that? tight end one territory or who you are looking at as streamers or is it is it pretty simple with the, with the guys that are in the top 12 of who you're looking to start this week i was just getting ready to ask you guys if that was uh me or kev who was it was uh kind of lagging there um I guess I'll just I'll finish this out unless uh, unless Kev decides to, to jump back in here but like I said outside the top 12 there aren't too many guys who I think you quote unquote need to start this week. OJ Howard is 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 a is going to be an option there. I think he is past Gronk in terms of who the the tight end targets are going to be going to going up against Denver. That tight end, the I mean the not the tight end, the the linebacker room anyway is not that strong. We did lose him, Jobby. Uh, maybe the baby pulled the plug was like, all right, you know what? You have been podcasting since 10. 10-
time for you to come to bed. Uh, maybe the wife pulled the plug. Maybe that's what happened. Anyway, uh, Dalton Schultz. I mean, he he got a, a boatload of targets. And, oh, there he is. He's back. Now he's trying to kick me out. No, I gotta fix this. I gotta fix that. I don't know what just happened. I th- I think what happened was is the, the Logan Thomas was too much flames. There's too much fire for everybody. All right. They they said sixth. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Phil, Phil, Philip wants to know uh, Fant or Janu this week. I mean, I know your answer, Kev. So, initially, when I first thought about it, with at least with, I guess it's Janu for me. But, but speaking more generally, just about Fant, like he's another guy that like I start really you start really thinking about because um, you know with, Dr- with Driscoll, that's obviously you don't feel great about it, but. In terms of just, I think he's someone that you could probably really, really depend on as to probably even get more targets. Like the dude's super explosive. I mean, he played well last week in a tough matchup, and I think you know with con- with these t- targets probably going to be concentrated. They're going to be playing from behind. Like Noah Fant is a super athletic tight end, and I think he should be probably going. I think people should be a little bit higher on him than they probably are. I think a lot of people are a little bit down on him, and I think that he is another guy that that kind of should be looked at like a uh, tight end one this week. Yeah, with with Tampa Bay anyway, they do have the athletic linebackers who you'd expect to line up against him. That that'll, that'll, that that's definitely gonna be something interesting to watch between Levante David and uh, and White and seeing how they how they match up with with Noah Fan. But I agree uh, going forward, especially with Sutton sitting out, uh, Fan should be treated as a as a tight end one. I think he was on that fringe anyway for me. Uh, I think he was a little bit lower uh, in terms of consensus, but I think um, you you can look at look at Fan as a tight end one for the rest of the for rest of the season. Johnny Smith, I think, is the play. Like I said, uh, Anthony Barr out. The quarterbacks are decimated. They they have the they have good safety play, but that's about it on that defense. Especially, I think is uh, Daniel Hunter. Coming back this week, I believe so. At least on the on the defensive end front, uh, pairing him up with Yannick is is going to be a big boost for that defense. But still, not too much going on in the in the middle of that defense. I, I don't think Daniel Hunter Daniel Hunter can come back yet. They placed him on IR, didn't they? Oh yeah, I'm thinking uh, a week ahead. Yeah, you're, you're yeah you're right. I thought this is the the week he could come back. No, that'll that'll be next week. So good catch on there. So. That means less pressure, obviously, with with Hunter still being out. So, other than that, man, any uh, any other tight end notes that that you want to make, or uh, are we we about to wrap this up in in under an hour? Is this going to be the the very first start start shit show that, that that we do that we do under an hour? Um, can we talk about Dan Arnold? Can we? <laughs> No, we 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 do the not. Have, thing, the, this is the only thing I'll say about Dan. We Arnold. We do not have though. time for that. Okay, listen, 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 Linda, listen. So Dan Arnold, right, is ninth in the league in routes run among tight ends, and the the one interesting thing is he's he's twentieth in air yards. But so he got four targets last week, right? But they didn't really have to throw the ball because they 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 got up early. The interesting thing I will say about this is that Christian Kirk sounds like he is not going to play this week. And I think that, and Max Williams is out. Like, I think we were a little premature on the Dan Arnold week. And I think this could actually be, I have Dan Arnold ranked, I think, 18th or 19th. And I don't think it's actually crazy. 
He's a pass-catching tight end. I think if, if, if this game does turn to be a shootout, because that was a problem with last week. It just never got going because they didn't have to throw the ball because they were able to control that game. Dan Arnold. If you're in like a 14 or 16 team league, right, and you're needing the streaming option at tight end, Dan Arnold, just remember the name. But the last thing I'll say is because we didn't talk about this among wide receivers uh, really quick is what are you doing with the Kansas City situation? Because Sammy Watkins actually today was placed in the concussion protocol. So I'm pretty much saying he's not playing on Monday if he just got placed in it. It's kind of like a similar situation to Chris Godwin. Um, so they're getting Baltimore. The game should be high score. I know Baltimore has a good secondary, but this is still the Chiefs offense. They're going to be able to figure out a way to move the ball. Are you playing Demarcus Robinson or are you playing or, or uh, McCole Hardman? I mean, I feel like this is a question to just throw right back at you uh, be, being the, the KC homer. But I, it's it, it seems like we want McCole Harmon to be a thing, but the usage is leaning toward Demarcus Robinson, even though he had two pretty big mis- uh, two pretty big mistakes week one. Uh, where I think he had what two drop touchdowns, or I, I I think was the was the case, or at least he had he had two big plays I, that I think were drops, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, is there a need to start Demarcus Robinson? I I don't necessarily think so. I think it's just going to be a, a case of the of the big three with Clyde and Kelsey and uh, and Tyreek. So for for me. I don't think you necessarily have to go to Demarcus Robinson unless you're in a uh, in a deeper league, and unless Kev is just going straight statue face right now. I believe we, uh, I believe we lost him again. So this is this is great, great radio. JK forty seven is in the in the YouTube chat. Wants to know: Would you start Mike Davis, Tyler Boyd, Henderson, Deshaun Jackson, or Fuller? Two flex spots. Uh, I mean, for the for the brand, I'm throwing Tyler Boyd in there. I think he's going to have the the much easier matchup in the slot. With I talked about it earlier with AJ Green going up against Darius Slay, I think he's going to get a get a handful of him. Kev talked about earlier that Mike Davis might be a bit of a trap play this week going up against the Chargers. So I would I would probably go with oh boy, up. Oh. Is he back? <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on. It's 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 the Dan Arnold. It was it was it's the internet saying, "Listen, we gave you Keelan Cole. You're getting too damn greedy trying to get uh, Dan Arnold to be a thing. Just accept Keelan Cole, be happy with it, and move on." Or we, or they they just don't want the goodness to get out there. It's like, hey, we got to cut you off. You're putting too much hot fire out here. Okay, just just settle down. It's the mainstream media, man, trying to silence me. Uh, so we, we had this question from JK. Not sure if you saw it, Kev. I, I, I said I'm putting Tyler Boyd in there in one of those flex spots. Deshaun Jackson's obviously interesting with uh, with Jalen Rager uh, going to – did he hit IR? Or is he just – he hit IR, didn't he? Yeah. With Rager hitting IR, I said that you had already talked about Mike Davis being a trap – so are you going first of all, are you with me on Boyd with uh with a better matchup with AJ being on the outside against Slay and just not looking like the same player, at least through the first two weeks? I'm going Boyd 
for one of mine, are you going with Henderson or Fuller there in the in the other spot, or are you going Djax? So I, I think that um, definitely Tyler Boyd. He gets a pretty solid matchup. We'll probably see uh, Roby Coleman in the slot, um, which gives up 1.96 yards per route covered th- so far through the first two weeks. So I, I would definitely look at there. And I would probably end up going D'Angelo Henderson, to be honest, or D'Angelo Henderson. Um, <laughs> what is, can we just, just shut this thing down? Like, Jesus, what a rough uh, it's it's probably good timing too. Daryl Ke- Henderson, Keelan Cole just got uh just got smacked and he's on the ground. So I, I think that that is that is our cue. That 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 is our cue, ladies and gentlemen. We 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 got to sign off here before. You guys have never seen Kevin cry, and it's ugly. You you want you want to talk about ugly cry? Kev Kev is a a very very ugly crier. So. Appreciate you guys jumping on. Like I said, the DFS pod is already done. You can catch that on YouTube. That'll be hitting your TFA uh, podcast platforms within the, by tomorrow morning. The TFA Dino Show will also be coming out, so we'll have a fresh episode of the, the TFA Dynasty podcast coming toward you guys. We're going to be going live again on Sunday morning and joining you guys. We've been having a lot of fun, a lot of engagement with you guys doing that, so for me personally, that's the show that I look forward to all week. Uh, I've, I've really been enjoying that and kicking it with you guys on Sunday mornings and getting you guys ready for kickoff. Other than that, the fantasyauthority.com, a lot, a lot of written content coming out. Obviously here on the YouTube channel, if you're kicking it with us for the first time, please smash that subscribe button. It means a lot to us. We've, uh, it's, it's, it's been growing. It's been growing steady. We've, we've really been appreciating all you guys jumping in on that. And then obviously uh, on Twitter, at FF underscore authority Instagram. You can find us over there as well. Even though we're switched, you can find us on Twitter at fantasy 13. That is uh, that is Kevin Steele over here. I am Cody. Cause you can find me on Twitter at C FF. And until, uh, until Sunday, we will see you guys then. And we appreciate you guys jumping in. Have a good week free.